Hey everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. This is your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, aka Figure Chick 911. We're talking helping you get your shit all the way together. All the way together. Would that be helpful? Good. This is what it looks like. Here's the coaching concept, all right? It's the importance of operating on a timeline. What does that mean? I can't even find my watch. I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> time, I've got 12 different alarms waking me up in the morning. I never really know what time it is because I press snooze on one, and by the time that one goes off, actually the second alarm is already going off, and then I'm trying to press snooze because the other one turns back on. I never even know what time it is. <laughs> and, and, oh, I'm late. Is that you? <laughs> or are you like the overcommitter? Do you find that you're like double booking appointments? You forget about stuff. You schedule something and then you forgot to write something down or put it into your calendar or something happened in cyberspace and now you just like this conflict like where do I go? What do I do? And, oh my God, all of a sudden this bill is due. La la la. Listen, if there's a skill that can help you in any transition in your life, whether this is happening on the personal or the professional front, it's, it's well, getting your shit together. It's being organized, but in order to do that, one of the fundamental concepts here is the importance of actually operating on a timeline. Okay, so now what does this mean? How do we do this? It sounds overwhelming. It sounds kind of like anal retentive. I'm not even sure that I want to do this. Listen, this comes straight up. That very sentence, operate on a timeline. That came from one of my very good friends, Dave. Dave is very cut and dry. He's very much to the point. He says it like it is. He's director of operations. Like, that's what he does. And we were talking earlier in the year. I, I kind of let him in on some of the stuff that it was, you know, going through. I was moving. And I needed to get a new car. And I told him, these are the things that I'm going to be doing. And all of a sudden, he said operate on a timeline and I told him I said there's so much to do he goes make sure you're operating on a timeline and so then I said to him okay here's my end dates and that was his takeaway point operate on a timeline it was it was so comforting to hear it's something that I know how to do and I already do it but he helps me simplify it into coaching concepts that are so like easily digestible operate on a timeline and so then (laughs) when he would check in with me and he'd ask me how things were going it was so funny because he'd always I I see him at the gym and he would always check in either after I had been working all day my mind is in a bazillion different directions I'm kind of tired at the end of the day I've I just took some pre-workout and so now by the time he wants me to formulate a sentence I'd just be like but then really when I was getting to like those last moments and I was getting ready to move like I didn't have anything else to say like I literally just went to the gym just to work out the frustration and just just keep myself healthy and so he'd want me to formulate a sentence and I just looked at him and he was standing there like wanting information and I just said I'm operating on my timeline. I, I got nothing else to say. And that was a, like enough for him. Like he got it. Like that was like discharged himself from the conversation. He, he, he made himself known. He's there. I'm here to support you and business as usual. And when you have great people in your life like that, like people who they either pick up on your vibe, you know, they vibe on the same frequency as you, you speak the, the same language, like you've got the right people on your team. 
life is so simple and they help you they help you to make what you're trying to do better whether this is operating in the personal professional space so whenever I use that that coaching concept operate on a timeline that's all props to Dave that those words did not come from me it may have been my idea baby but those are his words as director of operations so we're gonna go with that so operating on a timeline is going to be essential to hold you time responsible okay now this may be something that takes you a while to learn how to do and then to master okay and you may need to have not an accountability partner but maybe you need to bring on your own director of operations to keep that time sensitivity to help you learn how to how to honor it because time is really it's your most precious commodity you never get it back so when you're doing and you're planning your goals and I'm not talking about something simple like well tomorrow morning I'm gonna get up and brush my teeth I mean this does not have to be freaking anal retentive unless that's what you require okay if you like legit you stand here and you wonder how the F you have been living so long because you're so freaking unorganized and you have zero concept of time and people have honestly been carrying you along your whole entire life, then maybe you do need to become anal retentive. I don't know where your starting point is, but whatever brought you here, welcome to this podcast. Okay, our goal actually here is to shorten the time between idea inception and execution. So shorten that time period between here, this is I have an idea, this is I have a goal that I have, all right, this is what I want to do and I'm already up taking action okay we're in the action phase all right so the goal is important the vision is important you're being able to like you know see this in your brain and you want it really bad but you got to get into action action is where it happens and sometimes you have to make it pretty detailed when you're carving out your action plan sometimes you have to allow some fluid some fluid expansion for for mistakes other times you're going to have to allow some more margin for time because everything takes longer than what you would actually think that it would. And this process of putting yourself on a timeline or operating on a timeline as you're walking towards your goal, driving towards your goal, that's your training ground too. Like literally everything is your training ground. So it doesn't matter. It's, it's rarely the actual attainment of the goal. It's who you become along the way. I become more organized. If I'm more organized, that means that I can actually take on more responsibility because I'm not allowing myself to get caught up in that low-level BS of trying to find things like where that where did I put my keys? Where is my toothbrush? <laughs> like that kind of stuff, those tedious tasks that do nothing but actually waste your time. You want to be investing your time in the things that give you the highest return. All right, here's something for you. There's something called the 80-20 rule. It's called Pareto's Principle. Have you heard of this before? That 80% of the things that you do only yield 20% of the results. But 20% of the things that you do yield 80% of the results. So where do you want to invest your time? Do you want to invest it in the 80% that yields the 20 or are you going to get a higher return, a higher ROI return on your investment if you invest in the 20 and now you have 80% return? Aha! Okay, 
This is positioning yourself to win. This is how you carpe your damn diem by choosing which side of the coin you want to operate on. If you're sitting there and you're just low level and you're in survival mode and you're just trying to do whatever it takes to get you from the second when you wake up in the morning until when you collapse in your bed at the end of the night, you will never get ahead. You're just going to continually spin spin your wheel. You're going to waste a lot of time. You're not going to make progress or the progress that you actually want to make. You're never going to be able to make those strides. So it's changing that mindset. We talk all the time when you coach with me, if you listen to podcasts or you're, you're reading any things you know, that come out from, from my academy, it's, it's positioning yourself to win, but ultimately you as the driver, you're in the driver's seat, it's making every decision as though you're that person who has achieved that goal already, even before you have it. That's the mindset shift. And then you're like, well, how do I do this if I've never achieved the goal? Exactly. This is how you change what, how you think, how you approach situations. And this is where you get to look at people who are doing the things that are doing the thing that you want to do or have the thing that you want to have. What do they do? How do they structure their day? What kind of timeline do they put themselves on? Or do they just operate willy-nilly? Now remember, whatever you're seeing on social media, you're only seeing a clip. You're not seeing actually what happens behind the scenes. You gotta, you know, pull back the curtain and take a look at the at the real things which are going on. And remember, people who have moved themselves to a higher station may have a little bit more flex time because they have systems and operations in place where they do not have to have their finger on those things every second. They have teams and they have systems in place to handle that business. So now they're at a different station. Now they have time freedom. You see what I'm saying? And so that's that's one of the benefits of moving your station ahead in life when you get those things under control. You develop teams, you develop systems, you've got processes in place to handle things. You're still responsible for making sure that they're working. It's not ever a hands-free thing but it frees you up from having to stand over supervising that project all the time, which is what it's all about. When you're trying to build and move your station, you have to either let go of some things or you have to put into place something that's gonna you know, keep that thing going while you can then go work on something else because everybody has the same amount of time in one day. Everybody has 24 hours. You're not given more. And you can try to stay up for 48 hours, 72 hours, but I'm here to remind you that you're a person, not a robot. (laughs) And when you try to beat that, you try to challenge your physiology to the max, you either go, I mean, sleep is a requirement. You you can't go without it. You actually become uh, like psychologically unstable if you try to defy sleep. Or you end up, you know, burning at both ends and you end up getting sick because you're not allowing your body that time to replenish itself. I mean, so we could talk about these other variables all damn day, but at the end of the day, like, you've got to have command over your time somehow and you've got to have clarity of your goals so you can focus on the goal. Now you're making decisions as though you're the person who already has achieved that goal, has attained that goal, and on which you go, okay? But underlying this is operating on a timeline. Now, how do you do this? I'm going to give you a very simple how-to. There's a lot of people, all right, who come to me for coaching, for organizational leadership coaching, 
and also actually with nutrition health. Actually, this applies to almost every single person that I've ever coached with, is that there's an element of disorganization with how they're doing things, whether this is meal prep, how they've got the nutrition set up, how they have their workouts set up, um, their desk is a mess, they... It's like their life is chaos and they have no, they have no time awareness. And that can keep you from moving forward because if you're, let's just say scrolling on any social media and you have no time sensitivity, no time awareness, no time respect, how long, okay, ladies, how long can you get lost in Pinterest for? Eight hours later and a bottle of wine, (laughs) I'm still on Pinterest You know, I've got five different boards going for the wedding that, you know, I'm already married or this, that, and the other. You see what I'm saying? Like, it can happen. Or you're watching ESPN and, you know, three games later, 40, you know, personal testimonial things about a particular coach, the winningest coach, all of a sudden you drink a six pack and there you are, you got nothing done. Like, it's so simple to lose that time awareness because there's so many distractions nowadays. So this is really one of those skills you have to learn how to bolster yourself up. And really, you've got to be clear on your goals. I, I cannot emphasize to you enough the importance of having crystal clarity of what it is that you are seeking to achieve or accomplish or do or become or have. Without that, you're just going to kind of walk around and spend every day like you did it on accident. <laughs> okay, so that's your responsibility. I don't care, you know, who you're coaching with. Your coach is not going to put the goal up in front of you. Your coach may revisit, you know, what is your goal. You remind yourself, you got to get in the habit of, of keeping yourself focused on the goal and essentially like focusing on your own shit amidst the, the, amidst the distractions. The higher your level of focus, the less you see stuff in the periphery. Okay, think about this. If you were ever, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't know, you know what, let's do this. Let's picture like if you had ever seen, you know, a really hot chick or a really hot dude walking down the street, okay, and like a head turner, and all of a sudden you see him going, and all of a sudden, like, your attention and your focus is there. You lose things in the periphery. That's one of the easiest examples that I can give you, okay? Or if you like food, like, there's this awesome piece of filet mignon, like, you can smell it, and then over here's, you know, maybe some, some carrot cake cheesecake, okay? It's got your attention, like, your mouth is, like, drooling, and you're like... <sighs> You don't notice the stuff in the periphery, okay? Because your focus is so in tuned on the things that you're looking at, okay? What happens here, there's reason for this. The reason why your attention gets, and people can be talking to you and you don't hear them, okay? And that's on the positive side. On the negative side, this happens also when you get afraid, all right? Now all of a sudden, like you're focusing on something that you're fearful of, you lose peripheral vision, you lose your situational awareness, you lose your time sensitivity, you lose the ability to hear, process information logically, to communicate effectively, you know, find motor coordination. Both ends of the spectrum, whether you're focusing on something that you're afraid of or you're focusing on something that you want, what it does is it changes your body's chemistry. 
Okay, so quick physiology, and then we're gonna come back and give you points of application. How do I operate on a timeline? Like, what do I do? Okay, so chill. Chill, take a chill pill. All right, this is what you need to know. Whatever it is that you're focusing on, okay? The thing that has your attention. It puts you in a heightened state of alert inside of your body. This is known as the stress response. This is what happens when you squeeze adrenaline out in your body. What actually happens is it changes you, what we call physiologically, it changes inside your body, known as fight or flight. And honestly, what happens is your gaze, your visual field zeroes in. You've heard of tunnel vision before, right? It zeroes in on the object. And it literally removes peripheral vision. So you kind of become blind. Which, you know, may not be a big thing if you're looking at the steak and the cheesecake or whatever. Unless you're on, like, contest prep, then that's a terrible thing. <laughs> my heart's out to you, my people who are doing Olympia prep right now. <laughs> you can't focus on the food. you got to focus on what it is that you want to do up on stage. Right? But if it's something that you're fearful of, now all of a sudden that fear factor has your attention. You do not have situational awareness. And if you're trying to get away from, let's say it's T-Rex with the, you know, big head and the little hands. Like, you don't see the fact that you're running, trying to get away from him, and, oh my gosh, like, you're, like, getting ready to run off of a cliff, and you don't have peripheral vision, okay, because it honestly leaves. You know, the other thing, when you're under those high, the high states of alert, whether it's for fear or outright desire, is you lose the ability to hear soft and subtle language, and language cues, whether this is body language, hand gestures, facial expressions tonality in somebody's voice you, you lose that it gets blunted which is why when people are trying to direct masses like traffic cops like they don't really talk to you they're very deliberate with their hand signals right in front of your face showing you where they want you to put your car while you're waiting and then when you want to go and you always think like oh my god he's yelling at me but he's not he's used to dealing with people who are highly distracted or under high sets of, of stress and they need to get you moving in the right direction so that it's a safe environment because you lose that ability for, excuse me, miss, will you please pull your car over here? You're not paying attention. Starting to make sense? Okay, when you're under a heightened state of alert for fear or for pleasure, what actually happens is you lose that ability to process information logically. And then equip, you know, with that is, is your failure to be equipped with, with great verbal communication. Like you suck at communicating when you are under stress, right? Or when you see something that you really, really, really want and you're just like, uh, right? And now you're making sounds like a caveman. <laughs> Freaking Deandrethral. And you wonder why, men, when you do that to the ladies, like, we don't give you the time of day because we're like, oh my God, he's like a piece of primordial slime. He's just making caveman sounds. <laughs> okay? Just step your shit up a little bit, dudes. I mean, really. <laughs> That's a freebie. Freebie coaching, okay? So after you get married, you can thank me for that one. Okay, next is you lose that ability to communicate clearly, and you also lose that fine motor dexterity. So if you need to write, if you're trying to do, like you're trying to put an IV in, like you're trying to thread a needle, like nothing works in your favor when you're under those states of stress. Does that make sense? And so now that can work to the positive or to the negative. If you are 
focusing on getting back to your goal in the timeline, if you're focusing on social media, if you're focusing on Pinterest, on ESPN, on something besides your goal, it doesn't matter if you have a whole stadium full of people shouting in the background, like, it's time for you to start working on your goal. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to see it. You're not going to remember to do it because you're focusing on this other thing. Which is why we're such huge proponents of focus on what it is that you want, especially for the long term. You're always going to have short-term distractions. You're going to have, you know, shiny object syndrome. You're going to be focusing on a long-term goal, the growth of your organization, and you may actually see that hot dude or that hot chick walk in front of you. And all of a sudden, like, you just conditioned yourself to to be in short-term gratification. Part of the training of working on a timeline is training yourself for longevity, for long-term focus. So now when you are focusing on where it is I want to steer my organization five, ten years from now, you could have 20 of the hottest people walk in front of you and it's like you honestly don't see it because you are so flippin' focused on that distal, the faraway goal. You can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it, you can like hear it, like you, you have all of the parts working in it okay and you're you're holding to that timeline okay because between now and five years from now I have dedicated targets of what I'm going to be doing annually what we're going to be doing quarterly what we're going to be doing monthly weekly daily hourly and you as the leader you're the one who's positioning that organization for success by being in that frame of mind and saying that as it goes on the personal front as leader of your household, as leader of your person, as a single dump, if you would. And let's say you're moving yourself through school. Oh my gosh, now all of a sudden I've got, you know, five different classes and clinicals and I got to work and holy shit, I got to eat somehow. Like we're going to make my food. Like how's this going to work? Blah, 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 blah. Like you're going to have to get your shit together and learn how to operate on a a timeline. Now here's what I'm going to tell you that will help you. Okay. You're not sitting in front of me, so I can't give every single person who's on this podcast coming from all different dimensions of life the thing that's going to help every single one of you to the maximum in your situation. So you're taking these concepts and you're plugging them into your life. Ultimately, you've got to find a system that's going to work for you. Being organized and operating on that timeline, like you, it has to work for you. It's got to make your life easier. And once you get in the habit of understanding how this works and then training yourself to, to remain accountable <laughs> to the timeline, but also committed to your long-term goal, that's part of the training too. And sometimes that can take a while if you've never done that before. That's a brand new skill set. Okay, so honor, honor where you are. I mean, we talk results, but it's just as much who you become during the process as it is the results. Results are merely how we measure. Right? And sometimes when you're doing, oftentimes actually, when you're doing internal work, the external environment remains the same. And that can be frustrating to people who are looking in from the outside or to yourself if you're used to seeing results, tangible results. Okay, know where you're at, triage your own flipping self. Okay, increase your focus on the goal. You've got to be able to shield out the, the people in the peanut gallery, you know, who are poking at you. 
okay? Now here's gonna be something that will help you, learning how to put yourself on a timeline. When people come to me, again, getting back to, to what I had begun to say, whether this is for meal prep, this is learning how to put a schedule together, one thing that I've noticed over time is that the more people use electronic calendars, the more disorganized they actually become. I know that sounds weird and I'm gonna say it again. The more people use electronic calendars, the more disorganized they become. Usually because they're not, they're, they're only looking for open space in the calendar. What happens when you're on electronics is it becomes one of those things that stimulates your body to produce adrenaline, which puts you in the stress response of having no peripheral vision, shitty listening skills, comprehension, rational thought sucks, and the ability to verbally, you know, communicate, it, it goes away. So oftentimes, when you're booking a schedule on an electronic platform, the breakdown happens when you fail to allow for enough time for completion of a task or a meeting or whatever that thing is that you're looking to schedule, and you're not factoring in things like potty breaks. <laughs> I totally said it. You got to pee, right? When do you eat? Well, you don't bring your food. Now you got to go get the food. You only factor it in 15 minutes, but it takes you nine minutes to walk to the cafeteria. When you get to the cafeteria, now you're standing in line and shit, now you got to leave your food grab something on the vending machine or you just you know put a buck down on the table and tell the lady that you'll you'll pay more if there's more out like you become a cluster f because you're not paying attention to the actual line items or the items within the calendar you're only looking for open space in that electronic platform oh look this is white space here click it now it's blue i'm filling it up with this <clears throat> and you're not leaving enough time you're not leaving any margin but why is that? Is it because you suck? No, I'm telling you what's not working in your favor is that you're working on an electronic platform and anything that causes, that comes in through your senses, stuff that you see and is magnified with lights, blue light, different colors or whatever, causes your body to secrete that adrenaline which puts you in the stress response which inhibits your ability to have awesome time perception. So now you're wondering, why can't I honor a timeline? Am I really that stupid? And you're moving into shame cycles here, which are really, it's, you're not truly testing your capabilities. You're not setting yourself up to win because you're operating on a freaking electronic platform. And now you've got this calendar and you're trying to merge it with this one, but these two devices don't sync up because you, you know, you pass through a, a, a black hole in, in cyberspace and you drop the signal and it didn't come through and you forgot to save it. And there's all this bullshit. Get rid of it. When you are looking to move your station, this, you have got to be committed to zero bullshit. Zero bullshit. You run this thing like a freaking scientific experiment and control every single variable. That's what it comes down to. There is zero room for negotiation when you are committed to moving your station ahead in life. I don't care if this is on the personal front. I don't care if this is on a professional front. Somebody has to be the leader. And if you try to position yourself behind people who do not have respect for time or who are unstable, 
in any capacity, obviously mentally, but if they are unstable in their commitment, you will never, ever, 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 ever be able to move ahead. You have to be the one that you've got to be the metronome. This is what we're doing. This is this is how fast we're going. This is how slow we're going. I don't care. I'm the leader. We're doing this. We're doing it right. And we are not. There's no bullshit allowed. This is a zero bullshit. Like what is that? A zero tolerance policy for bullshit. Get all the bullshit out. Cut all the cancer out. None of it exists here. That's your job. Does it rustle feathers? Yes. Does it go over well? No. But it comes back to you then to be able to commit to communicate why you're making certain changes so that if you have a team, like this is simple to do if you're by yourself, but if you have a team existing or you're picking them and now you're training them, this comes back to you to be able to communicate, which again, if you are always in that stress response, your verbal communication skills suck. <laughs> so nothing works in your favor. So what I'm telling you is there's the case for action. This is what's going on. Okay, we have this. What's the solution? Most of my people, actually all of them, who have had great strides in getting their shit together and learning how to operate on a timeline have done so because they've purchased just a plain calendar or have gone online and printed off a monthly calendar. Like they can see the whole entire month there. What that's going to do, all right, so a couple things. I know it's totally old school, but if it's not broken, freaking don't fix it. Here's why. Everybody is completely overstimulated today. All right, you wake up. Tell me if this sounds anything like your day. Whatever time that ridiculous alarm wakes you up in the morning, if you wake up with an alarm, and you don't have one of them, you've got five of them. In case you oversleep, you press snooze. We talked about this, right? So you got this thing blaring at you. Then you roll over and you, you pick up your phone to shut it off and you're automatically in your email, you're automatically texting, you're automatically on Facebook, you're automatically on Instagram. And before your feet even hit the ground, you're already up in electronic stimulus world. And what that does is it causes tunnel vision, causes you not to have great listening skills, you're not actively listening typically, your information processing center is skewed, your verbal communication or any communication that you're typing, texting at that point totally sucks ass. You lose time awareness, now you're on there, oh shit, now I'm late because I, I didn't take a shower before I went to sleep, I didn't fix my clothes, I didn't pack my gym bag, like you're already behind the eight ball and you haven't even gotten out of bed yet. Does that sound remotely like your life at all? Or somebody that you know, one of your employees maybe, one of your kids? So you see how this all pans out and that's just the whole like electronic thing. And then we can take this a step further that if they're on social media, if you're texting and you're getting feedback, what that actually does is it fulfills your need for immediate gratification. And now all of a sudden you've got feel good hormones that you're getting likes, that you're getting that feedback. And now that addiction towards that thing increases, which makes it 10 times harder to put the device down. And we didn't even talk about planning your day yet. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? Like this is like the physiologic things that are happening 
in place with the culture and you're wondering like why I can't make these moves forward well are you doing what everybody else is doing yes or no yeah we're laughing right now it's flipping ridiculous and you're calling yourself an idiot well guess what awareness awareness is always the first step right I hi I'm here I have a problem okay so you can do this you can stop this we talked about this before on previous podcasts you know establish a, a morning routine for yourself but in all seriousness when you move away from electronic device whether to get the fundamental skills down or permanently depending on what you like what you will find is that stress response isn't quite as high and when it comes to to managing or establishing your schedule to be able to put yourself on a timeline it's easier because when you can see the month at large on paper so there's no light reflecting up at you okay with things that are clearly written in legible legible being the keyword handwriting Right, and as you get better, like you're gonna, it will become more organized. And you do this in the beginning, like you got shit written everywhere. It sucks, but you bloom it, you manicure it, you make it look better, not just so that it has aesthetic prettiness to it, but so that it makes sense. And it starts to work in accordance with how your brain is actually structured. Instead of like a giant plate of spaghetti, you're forming your brain to be more compartmentalized. So it's like a waffle rather than spaghetti strands all tangled up. Does that make sense? And you can do that simply by operating with pencil and paper, pen and paper. That would be for for everybody who's at a, a starting place. And you know this, this, you probably have heard this already. It's nothing new. It's been around for as long as caveman was able to like, you know, chisel stuff into a, a stone. But I'm telling you, that will help you because it's going to reduce that overall stress burden on your body. And now when you're planning your days out or you're planning the week or the entire month and you're able to have landscape view and you're able to dial it into what's happening on the day-to-day basis, you're setting yourself up for success. You're positioning yourself to win because you don't have the things that happen when you're in stress. You have peripheral vision. You can see the whole entire thing. Your thought process is more logical. You can hear information better. You have heightened time awareness and time time respect. And it makes operating on a timeline a bazillion times easier. Because now you can see, oh, this wasn't just an open space on a calendar. Holy shit. Back to back, you know, I, I committed to this, but now this is what's actually happening. Oh my God, I need more time. This can't be here. I need to do some renegotiation. I'm going to have to stay up later. I'm going to have to wake up earlier. I'm going to have to move this, that, and the other thing. And it starts to help you get command and be in command of running your 24 rather than letting your day run you or run you over probably is what it actually is. Okay, so that's going to be that's going to be your action step for today. If you're ready and you are committing yourself to moving ahead organizationally and you are I don't care. Is this family? Is this your student life? Is this, you know, perhaps your marriage even you have you have your your spouse on the calendar as a non-negotiable appointment like this is when we're together not to have a money date. This is when we spend time quality time together not as mom and dad not as the financier but being together so that we grow together 
I mean, the timeline issue is important and it's a non-negotiable. I mean, you wonder why things crumble. It's, it's just like Peter Drucker says, the things that get measured, get managed. And that's all that's happening here. We're just putting on the setting of a timeline. Pretty cool, eh? So it doesn't have to be fancy. You do not have to spend a boatload of money. When I was freaking down and out and I was making, I shit you not, was that 2015? 20, yeah, 2015. I think my annual income was $10,000. I'm not making that up. $10,000. So in the year 2015, you heard this correct. My annual income, or how, it was kind of weird because I had business operations and then my personal, my personal was $10,000. The business side infused the business side and then the $10,000 was what I used to eat and to try to keep my lights on after my cell phone got shut off and this, that, and the other thing. Like, what I'm telling you is that you don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. What I did in those times is I went to the library and for 10 cents a page, I printed off a blank month and just filled in the dates and put my shit on there. Even though at the time there wasn't a whole lot on there, I didn't have work. It's a whole different story. But it helped me. It helped me to get my shit together because I was improving my station. All right? I cut back. I made every possible sacrifice and committed full out to having that freedom for my schedule. I hit freaking rock bottom. I had to build up. But your habits never go away. The habits still exist, whether you're performing in the multi-million dollar level, the billion dollar level, or when you're operating at sub-poverty level. It doesn't matter. The habits still stay. Okay, that's going to strengthen you, that's going to reinforce your grit, your perseverance, and it's going to help you to objectively see like, holy shit, like in the hole, like I'm in a freaking black hole down here, man, I got to get myself out, there's like vacuum pulling me down, I got to get up. Okay, so get yourself a calendar, get yourself a pencil, you know, fill in the dates, do what you got to do, and put yourself on the timeline of operations and begin with running your 24. Okay, if you know anybody who could benefit from this podcast, please, 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 please do refer them on. I don't pay, you know, for ads or advertising. We're growing everything organically here. We got great stuff coming your way. Um, have a great day. One in 24. Carpet your damn DM. We'll talk to you next time.